0: with His, not only the material blessings, but most of all, He's blessed us uh, with the spiritual blessings. Praise God. And that's uh, more important than anything else is our spiritual condition. Praise God. We're living in perilous times. We're living in troubled times. And uh, the Bible tells us that we are and it's a time that we that we have that we can draw closer to God and if we so desire now uh sometimes different things motivate us to get closer to God uh, problems and and sickness and uh death will cause us to pray you know if you lose a loved one and uh and that'll that'll make us realize how fragile our life how, you know this life is but um, and, and then you know you can run low on money and that'll make you pray and, or you can get sick in your body and that'll help you to inspire you to pray or your your children can get in trouble and that'll help you to pray and, and that's that's all good well and good but you know what's better than any of that it just you pray and draw close to God just because you feel that you want to that you're, that's your desire. amen and that, that should be the desire of every one of us. Uh, and, and I tell you something else that ought to make us draw closer to God when God has been so good to you and giving you the not only the, the necessities of life but so many times he gives us the desires, the things that we want. amen that ought to make us draw closer to God. But you know, it's so strange to me. I don't understand it. But sometimes when people get blessed, if, if you want to look at it like that, they, they, you know, acquire and they have more money than they've had before. and uh, You know, they have a tendency to forget where that blessing came from. They have a tendency to forget that it's God that has, that has sent His wonderful blessings. Praise God. Well, uh, just because... I don't get very many requests to saying I'm gonna say. Jesus Savior your Father.
1: Jesus say we yeah.
2: Brother Luper and Sister Luper are back
0: yes, And
2: you know the thing about having a good preacher like him And Brother Duplicy Everybody wants to hear them So they have to leave sometime and go preach So other people can hear some good preaching too Now I'm not saying that they didn't have good preaching there But we, we know he's got to go and do and But we're glad he's back And let's help him preach this morning Brother Luper, bless him Well praise the Lord everybody Good to be in the house of God this morning. You can be seated for a few moments. It's always good to be able to come to church and magnify and praise the Lord. And I am thankful today that I'm able to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. We're serving a great, big, wonderful God. And a God that's never lost a battle. And uh, he's He's still winning, and I'm glad I'm on the winning side. Amen. Good to be back home today. And uh, I tell you what, I'm glad I live in southeast Texas. And uh, I tell you what, it's a good place to live, a good place to be. And we uh, we had a good time, enjoyed the services, had great church. And uh, Monday evening, or Monday, they had a celebration. All the church family went up to the mountains. It's very pretty up there. I didn't know they had anything like that in. Nevada. And uh, they told me it was Nevada. I said, it's Nevada to me. But uh, anyway, (laughs) so uh, we went up there. They even have trees up there. I was totally shocked. But nice, beautiful, and we had church out under the stars Monday night. And uh, first time I've ever did that, I said I preached in a a, uh, mall parking lot, but I've never preached in the woods like that before, but we had a great time. But it's always good to be able to come back home. And missed everyone here. Missed being at church here. Appreciate Brother Duplissy uh, preaching to you while we were gone. And uh, I tell you what, it's good. It's good. It's just good to know the Lord. And uh, we want to welcome everyone. We have started something new uh, last Sunday, and we're working out some of the kinks in it. But. We started broadcasting live over the internet for those who are sick and not able to be here Can uh, join us in service and we want to welcome all of those who are joining us this morning And uh, say lord bless you and hope you receive something from the lord And uh, looking forward to god doing something for us this morning And uh, god doing something great for us uh, Tonight in the service want to invite someone out to the house of god tonight Do your best to uh at least contact one person and invite them to church uh, for this evening service. I believe God's going to do something great for us. I believe God's got something good in store for His people, and I don't only believe that, but I know that. The reason why I know that is the simple reason why, because He said, "If you be in of this earthly." and want to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Heavenly Father want to give good gifts to those who are His children? So I believe that God is going to give us something good today. Praise Amen. God. A few announcements we'd like to make mention. Some of these I'll wait till uh, at the conclusion of service, after the Sunday school class comes in. But remember, choir practice tonight at 5.30. And uh, remember the marriage retreat. Uh, the 25th this month. I encourage all that can uh, go for that. We're going to have a great time. The uh, festival, the kids festival, will be October the 24th and uh, we're looking forward to that. Had a great success last year. And i tell you what we're going to do this year is next Sunday we'll be taking up a special offering to help with the finances of that. Everything that we do is free. And uh, I believe it when you invite guests out uh, for a party, you don't charge them for the party. Right. So uh, we're going to do it again this year. And I, I want you to do what you can to help support that. It's a big outreach tool and uh, reaching out to the community. And uh, we have a lot we had a tremendous uh, turnout last year. Looking forward to it this year. If you have a business, if you want to sponsor it as a business, we will put a sign on, uh, on whatever you uh, paid to help sponsor and uh, all the fun jumps and things just like we did last year. And uh, we want all the church to get involved and uh, we're going to take up a special offering for that next Sunday. So be prepared for that. Also, we'll be starting revival with Brother Vaughn. Uh, I, I've come in contact with him before. He's preaching uh, in in the area right now So he's going to be here with us next weekend uh, The 20th And uh, so we'll have services Sunday with him And then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday So I don't know how long we're going to go And we're just open to what the Lord would have for us And uh, I believe God's got something good for us Also, they're trying to get addresses together For a new address book to update uh, the new ones and uh, the ones that may have moved, changed your phone numbers or whatever. Now, this is what I ask you to do. I know everyone is not uh, not excited about giving out your cell phone number, but I would appreciate if you want it to be private, uh, just give it to me where I'll have it in case we have another one of these emergencies. We'll be able to contact everybody, make sure everybody is doing well and taken care of. So. Uh, That's one reason why we're trying to do this now, in case we have one of those things blow in from the gulf. Uh, We hate to even mention that or think about it, but it is very possible. The Lord has protected us so far, given us some little cool front coming through here, a little bit of rain. So that should help a little bit if we can make it another uh, 30 or 40 days, we'll be okay. So we're looking forward to God just protecting us. And I tell you what, if those things would stay away about every 5 to 10 years, that would be fine with me. But uh, we're looking forward to all that God has got in store for us. If you have your Bibles, if you want to stand with us for the reading of the Word of the Lord, 1 Peter chapter number 1. And uh, last Sunday, uh, we were out of town, had a a little difference in time, so uh, we were couple hours behind y'all, and we were able to listen at the broadcast uh, on the internet there in Vegas, and uh, sounded good, and uh, enjoyed the word of the Lord. So tell all of your friends, if you can't get them to come to church, to listen at us anyway. First Peter chapter 1, verse number 6, and the scripture says, wherein ye greatly rejoice, who now for a season... If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perish, through it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though... Now you see him not yet believing. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Verse number 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perished. And I want to talk to you this morning about the trial of your faith. And you can be seated. The trial of your faith I I am I don't guess I ever cease to be amazed about how that people when they start a journey in living for God they seem to think that it's going to take away all of your problems and there will never be a riffle on the water well I hate to discourage you this morning but that's not so There is going to be trying times, there's going to be discouraging times, there's going to be heartache, there's going to be pain that you're going to have to suffer, and uh, because that you are living for God doesn't mean that you won't ever be broke, and doesn't mean that you'll always have a job that's paying good money, it doesn't mean that you'll never be sick. That you'll never have problems with your kids That you'll never have uh, trouble in any way But that you'll never have car trouble That you'll never have house trouble That you'll never have air conditioned trouble The list goes on and on and on But that the Holy Ghost does not take care of all of that But what it does is it gives you strength In troubled times to be victorious uh, I am reminded of One thing I read that was written about a man Says a man who many believe was the greatest president Is a good example to hardship When he was seven years of age His family was forced out of their home And he was forced to go to work at seven years old When he was nine his mother died He lost his job as a store clerk when he was twenty. He wanted to be to go to law school, but he did not have the education to get into law school. At the age of 23, he went into debt to be a partner in a small store. Three years later, his business partner died, and resulting in his death was a result of tremendous debt that he had to take over. When he was 28, after uh courting a girl for 4 years a 4 year relationship he asked her to marry him and she turned him down this guy had a difficult life on uh, the ter- third try he was elected to congress at the age of 37 after 3 times but then failed to be reelected his son died when he was 4 years of age When this man was 45, he ran for the state senate and lost. At the age of 47, he ran for vice president and lost. But at the age of 51, he was elected president of the United States. This man's name was Abraham Lincoln. A man who learned to face discouragement and move beyond the discouragement. Uh, some people may not know And I, I didn't know this until I read it That Abraham Lincoln I may have known it and forgot uh, In the midst of the Civil War In 1863 Established the annual celebration For Thanksgiving Lincoln, I guess he set The, the a- annual date for Thanksgiving Lincoln had learned how important it was To stop and thank God in the midst of great difficulties, and I, I believe today that if we could learn, I think history is something good to go back and look at, and we can learn from history. Uh, one person said, "If you don't learn from history, you are sure to repeat history." So I, I think we can learn from the failures and from the the accomplishments that we can be more than a conqueror, and just life, life in general deals a lot of hard blows, it deals a lot of things that, that uh, we may not be prepared for, we may not have asked for, and we may not enjoy at the present time, but life is just life, and there's a lot of things that we're going to have to deal with just because it is life. But I want to talk to you more on the spiritual side of our our spectrum today. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is temptation. And this is the trial of our faith. And in the trial of our faith we deal with temptation. The scripture said in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation one thing that we must understand and always remember that God knows exactly what he is doing amen God knows exactly what he is doing. God is a whole lot smarter than what you and I are today. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13, the scripture said, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Number one, always remember this. There is no temptation taking you, but that which is subject and such is common unto man. It's just common. It's just going to happen. And always remember this part of it. But God is faithful. God is faithful And with the temptation He is going to give you the ability And the strength to stand When you think you can't stand God is still going to help you to stand James chapter 1 Verse number 2 says My brethren count it all joy When you fall into divers temptations Boy now that's difficult to do I've really not found a lot of joy in temptation. But the scripture tells us to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. I guess one way that you can look at this this is that when you are being tempted, the devil still don't have you. He's still trying to catch you. So I guess you can count it joy when, when you are tempted because because God is still working for you and God is going to help you to be victorious. Or I guess you can look at the temptation like this, that there is not a temptation that is able to overcome you when you have your faith and confidence in a God that is victorious. Every Christian experiences temptation. Satan always tries to catch us unaware and unprepared. But I guess if we would read the scripture and we would study the book we would find that that we are to be to be ready for temptation when it comes it's not if it comes but it's just simply when it comes that we are able to be ready don't allow temptation to catch you unaware we must not yield to the temptation of the devil we can overcome through Decisions that we make through disciplining ourselves and determination and the divine help of God. You have got to have the right decision in your life. You've got to make the right choice. And that choice is to flee from wrong and turn to right. And you have got to have discipline in your life. Amen. You have got to be able to correct your own self-will. And you have got to allow some man of God in your life to be able to discipline when it is time to be disciplined. Amen. without, without someone in your life leading you, you would be just like a child without a parent. You'd be doing what you want to do when you want to do it, and nobody tell you any different. God chose through the foolish and the preaching. That's what God chose. It's not always going to be self-help. And it's not always going to be encouragement, but sometimes a preaching of the word of God is for correction to keep our soul out of hell. Amen. I really didn't come to preach on all of that this morning, but that's still good. You have got to have. Determination. You have got to be determined. You cannot start in this race of living for God and not be determined to make it. There should never be a question in your mind that if I can just hang on, if if I can if I can just make it, if I, you know, I, 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 if I don't stumble, if I don't fall, you have got to have a made-up mind when I started serving God, I started to finish the race that is set before us. If you are looking for a place to turn around, you're gonna have that opportunity in life. If you're looking for somebody to hurt your feelings where you can turn around, you're going to have that opportunity in your life. If you're looking for the preacher to hurt your feelings where you can turn around, you're going to have that opportunity in life. If you are looking for a turnaround place in your life, you are sure to find it. But you have got to have determination that I am going to live for God. I've got a made up mind that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, I am still going to serve God. Amen. And always remember God is faithful. You're going to have temptations but God is faithful. God's not going to leave you in the midst of temptation. You have got to have divine help. That help comes from God. That's the only way that you're going to make it is by help from God. Lots of people try to make it on their own. You think that you are an island all to yourself and you can live all to yourself and you don't need anybody's help and you don't need God's help. Number one, you cannot make it without God's help. Number two, you need the help of your brothers and sisters. If you would stretch your arms out and say, Hey, won't somebody help me carry this load? You will find that it is much easier to survive when you're depending on each other. Amen. Amen. God, the Word of God even tells us that, 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 you know, if, if one can put... One to fly. And it goes on. Two can put this many to fly. Three can put this many to fly. And a three-fold accord is not easily broken. And, and if we learn that in our walking and living for God, that we need not only divine help from God, but we need help from each other. I need your help. Amen. I can't make it without your help. James chapter 1 Verse number 12 says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Sometimes you've got to have a little bit of endurance. There's a lot of people that are sprinters in living for God. Man, they start off fast and furious. Man, they're running the race, just burning it up. They're out doing everybody, outrunning everybody, and nobody can keep up. But... They get winded somewhere along the way. Man, they get on fire for God. And then all of a sudden it's like somebody throws ice water on them. And uh, they can't make it very long at a time without falling away from God. Because they cannot endure temptation. The temptation is always going to be there. Sin is always readily available to all of those who want to partake of it. And sin is always going to be around you. I, man, this, this past week, we, they, they call that place out there Sin City for a purpose and for a reason. And they are proud of that. And it very much lives up to the reputation that it's got. And you about feel dirty even being there because of all the sin that is rampant and on the rampage there. But but sin is not only there, but it's always available everywhere. And and temptation is always, there's always going to be something that is pulling at you. If you have a weakness, the devil is not going to tempt you in your strong areas. The devil is going to tempt you in your weakest areas. And where you are uh, most available for him to overtake you. Blessed is the man that endures. Some people say, oh, if I, could just, if I could just get away from all the temptation of the devil. You know, we could lock you up in the cage and feed you through the bars and maybe keep you away from temptation, but that is not the plan of the will of God. The will of God is for you to take what you have to the lost and dying world and not allow the world to affect you, but you to affect the world. Amen. Today, what the problem is, the world is affecting the church of the living God so much that we have no effect on the world. We should have more effect on the world than what the world has on the church. Amen. We should take what we believe to a lost and dying world and say what God has given us, He can also give you. And where God has brought us, He can also bring you. That God is a deliverer. Amen. Amen. Blessed is a man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Now when you are tried by temptation, and you overcome that temptation, I believe that it just puts another star in your crown. That you were victorious in this area. That God helped you. That you were able to withstand in the evil day and then in the end if we are able to withstand in our lifetime we are going to see uh, have a crown of life amen the apostle Paul said I am now ready to departure the time of my departure I am now ready to be offered the time of my departure is at hand I have fought a good fight I have kept the faith I have finished my course henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord The righteous judge shall give me at that day. And he said, not to me only, but all of those also that love his appearing. If we stay faithful to God, what did he say? I have fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. It wasn't a knockout in the first 90 seconds, but I fought a good fight. The trial of my faith. But I have kept the faith. He said, and now there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. But he said, don't don't you think it's just for me? But it's for everyone that is able to endure temptation. Amen. Number uh, two, the second thing that I want to talk to you about today is resentment. And this is something that can destroy... Our faith in the trial of our faith first John chapter 3 and verse number 14 we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren he that loveth not his brother abideth in death resentment dwindles the physical dwarfs the mental and destroys the spiritual life of an individual, when you are so little that you have resentment against your brother, against your sister, it might get a little quiet on this one, but maybe, maybe the next one'll uh, uh, stiff you up a little bit. But but here, here what the writer was talking about. He said, if if we we know that we have passed from death unto life. We know that we have been born again. How do we know that? Because we love the brethren. Some people claim the Holy Ghost and can't love their brother or their sister. Oh, y'all give me a good old godly smile there. Thank you. That's better. Don't look at me with them long sad faces. But, But we say we uh we uh man we are in love with god but we don't love god's children All right. now i don't know the way that you feel but i i have i have difficulty in believing that somebody would love me without loving my kids <laughs> i hope all of you love my kids and love me but some of you may may be a little strained on loving me today but but anyway, <laughs> but but here we are. We man, we love God and we worship God and then there is somebody that we won't speak to. I now I hope I hope this is preventative maintenance this morning. I hope there's not really anybody here like that. But just in case the devil comes against you like that. Always remember that the scripture says, "By this shall they by this, all men know that ye are my disciples. Because you dress holy. Because you live a separated life from the world. Because you're baptized in Jesus' name. Because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. When all of this goes along with it. But that's not what the book said. It says, if ye have love one for another. Now even, even Jesus had this little dissension going on among his disciples. Because they got together one day and they wondered, Well, who's going, who is the greatest among us? Who is, who is the, the big eye? Who is, man, who is the one that's going to sit on the right hand? Who is the one that's going to be the right hand man? Who does he lean upon the most? Who does he love the most? And, and Jesus said, except you become as these little children. Really not, that, that really don't bother them, really don't cross their mind. They just think that everybody's in love with everybody.
1: <laughs>
2: so here, here we find that Jesus said, Men are going to know that ye are my disciples because ye have love for one another. Now how do we expect? How do we expect to get people into the fold and into the church when they have heard us complain about our brother or sister that is in the church? We can be released from resentment through love of God and prayer. One cannot love and pray for another person. It's hard to love somebody or not love somebody and pray that God would bless them. i tell you what you ought to do, what you ought to do if there's someone that you kind of resent or or, uh, someone that that you kind of don't get along with or uh, don't like to really speak to, you ought to start praying for them about 15 minutes every day. That God would just bless them... Man, God would just pour out a blessing that God give them a new house. God would bless them with a the new car. Now, if God starts blessing me with all of that, you all know what's going on here. <laughs> that God would just bless them with health and strength. Bless them with, maybe not a bunch of beautiful children, but uh, if they already have children, bless them that their children would be blessed. So... So uh, anyway, if we would learn how to do this, we would find that we no longer resent them. And don't get upset when God starts blessing your neighbor. And have jealousy. Oh man, I, I tell you what, I do everything that I can and God don't ever bless me. God blessed you to be able to be in the house of God. Amen. God blessed you just to be able to know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't re- have resentment when God starts blessing His people. God wants to bless everybody. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, don't don't have resentment against your neighbor. Amen. To look down upon them. Oh, I, I just you know I I am aware that there's people that's that you're going to associate with more than others, but. Don't let it be said that I got something in my heart against somebody. Lord, you're living with a burden. You're living with a, a a stone tied around your neck, just dragging it everywhere you go. That if you have something against somebody, Amen. And so, so here we are. We are in the place of because we love the brethren, and and we put. You know, I believe I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe that when you get the Holy Ghost, you're gonna speak in other tongues as a spirit gives the utterance. But but that does not that does not always, you know, people can speak in tongues and go right back out and sin again. But when you get the Holy Ghost, it's gonna change your whole outlook on life. You're gonna have people that you come in contact with is going to know that there has been a change in your life that hey this, this man ain't the same way that he was yesterday when he come on the job this woman don't have the same attitude she has a smile on her face amen you should be the brightest the happiest the jolliest the easiest to get along with person on the job because you have God <laughs> you might might be like one guy I heard my daddy talk about, he was a guitar player at a church, and the preacher was preaching on what the Holy Ghost would do for you. And uh, after church, the preacher noticed that the man was rolling up his guitar cord and putting it in the case, putting his guitar up, and uh, he said, well, brother, you going home to practice or what? He said, no, sir. He said, I'm taking it home. I'm, I ain't going to be playing no more. He said, well, what's the deal? He said. If the Holy Ghost does all of that for you evidently I don't have it. So I don't need to be up here playing the guitar. So some of you might come to that conclusion. No, don't come to that conclusion, but come to the conclusion I'm not allowing the Holy Ghost to do all that it can do for me in my life. Amen. What we need to do is allow the Holy Ghost to to, to totally take control of our life and to our well-being and lead us and guide us. That's what it's for. Amen. To help us get along. The Holy Ghost will even make you love your wife. The Holy Ghost will make you love your husband. The Holy Ghost will make you love your mother-in-law. Your father-in-law. Sometimes. No. <laughs> the Holy Ghost will do wonders for you. That's what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost is simply the Spirit of God dwelling in you. And how can the Spirit of God dwell in you when you have resentment or hatred against somebody or simply dislike against somebody? Jesus didn't walk up and down the shores of Galilee picking out the people He liked and disliked. I better get off of that subject. The third thing I'd like to bring to your attention is there is there is a place and a time where the devil will make you feel inferior to his tactics and to what is surrounding you. In Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13, the scripture says, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me this is a simple statement that I can't people is always worried about what if I stumble what if I fall what if I make a mistake people that start out living for God oh I'm so scared I'm gonna I'm gonna fall I'm so scared I'm gonna backslide those with that attitude always simply finds a place to backslide but you can't walk around Being inferior to the devil and his tactics. The scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Inferior feelings hinder people from working for God like they should. God has something that he wants each and every one of us to do and accomplish for him. Our inferior feelings keep us from doing what God wants us to do. There is some of you in this place this morning that God has blessed you with talent. But you are inferior to the devil. Oh, every time I try to do something, the devil knocks me down. Every time I try to do something for God, the devil tries to hinder me. Oh, bless his holy name. You need to stand up in the face of the devil and declare war on the adversary of your soul and say, devil, I'm not about to let you rob and steal my blessing that God has given to me. Amen. Amen. So you can't be inferior to the devil because greater is God greater greater is God God's got something he wants you to do God's got a place that he wants to take you a higher level than what you are right now you say oh I can't be a witness I can't do this I can't do that Quit focusing on what you cannot do and get your sights so set on what you are able to do for God. God has something for every one of us to do. Amen. Amen. Being inferior to the devil, we overcome by doing. By doing. We overcome by moving ahead. We overcome by the Holy Ghost which is within us. Hey man, if you if you want to backslide, just quit doing anything for God. That is possibly the quickest way that you can backslide. Just relax, quit doing anything, just go into neutral mode, and you will find yourself drifting further and further away from God. If you want, if you want to be successful in living for God, get involved. In the work of God. That was kind of weak. Let me say that again. If you want to be successful in living for God. Get involved in the work of God. Involved in the work of God. There is something that you can do. Use the talent that God has given you. Just sitting there. Oh, you know, I I just, man, I, I can't. I can't. When somebody calls on you to do something, do it with all your heart. Do whatever you can to lighten the load for somebody else. You're not doing it for a person. You are doing it for the glory of God. Amen. When you're called on to cook something for a death, be thankful that you are the one that's doing the cooking and not the one that's doing the receiving. Amen. Do something. You say, well, that's that's got nothing to do with God. It's got everything to do with God because we're all in this thing together. Amen. We all need each other working together. We are all part of the body of Christ. And do whatever you can to promote the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I know that this might be a little bit slower than... What you was wanting this morning. But this is just what I feel. And oh I, I just you know I, I, can't, I can't do this. And there is so much that I can't do. And, and uh, there is so much that I can't accomplish. Get busy moving ahead. in your work for God. Get busy doing something. Hey, Amen. You don't have to wait on me always. To, to appoint you to an office to do something. Amen. you can be a witness without ever, without ever telling anybody just be a witness you can do something for God without having to be the head of the department that is moving on but do something for God and you will find that your living for God is made easier by your working for God because when you are, when you are working you feel more of a part of what God is doing Have you ever had the joy of inviting someone to the house of God and they come? Because you invited them? Man, that's exciting. What does that make you want to do? Man, that makes you excited about living for God and inviting someone else. And then when you do something else, and man, it gives you pleasure in doing something for God. You will never be any happier than when you are working for God. Amen. We can donate our time to every kind of, of thing that is going on. And, and, man, we can run here and run here for every, every different kind of operation. And, uh, man, we can, we can uh, do this for the community and that for the community and go here for the community and get involved in the school. But I want to tell you, there is nothing as important as getting involved in God's work. There is nothing that would be more profitable to your children than getting involved in God's work, in God's house. Amen. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with these other things, but don't be so involved in them till God takes a back seat in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Have I been going a long time or did they just start me late? I don't know. I know this morning they took about five minutes waiting on them to get ready to sing in my time. But (laughs) anyway, I got just a few more minutes here. I may not finish, but I got a few more things I'd like to say. Anyway, and number four is afflictions. There is going to be afflictions in our life. Psalms chapter one nineteen and sixty seven, a very, very familiar passage of scripture. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. There is people that cannot live for God because they are doing too well. There is people that cannot be faithful to God because God has blessed them with too many toys to keep them out of the house of God. There has been people that cannot live for God because they are they have been blessed abundantly by God, and uh, they just man it, it's hard to live right any longer and socialize and be popular and uh you know but the scripture said before i was afflicted now let me tell you today if god has to put me flat on my back to save me god do exactly that god whatever you have to do don't let me go astray there is people that God blesses with a job that was faithful before they got a job, but after they got a job, they have become unfaithful to God. There is people that, that God has... Man, when they didn't have anything, it was nothing to pay tithe. There's that good old word again. But after they have been blessed, it's kind of like one man told my daddy one time, he said... He said, I just got to the place I make too much money to pay time. Daddy said, when you made $50 a week, it wasn't no trouble. That's okay. I'll just pray that God bump you down to $50 a week again where you can give what belongs to God. He said, oh no, don't do that. He said, well, learn how to give what is God's. God is going to get it, brother. One way or the other, you can give it willingly or there is going to be a time in your life where you are going to need God so desperately. And I pray, I pray that it does not take God's hand moving in people's life in a furious way to save you. But I pray, God, whatever it takes, don't let them die lost. Don't let them go to hell. God, but please, some way, somehow, show us mercy. But I pray for myself, God, if walking upright, would cause me to be lost God, take my legs away from me God, if my arms would cause me to be lost, take them away, if my eye would cause me to be lost God, let me be afflicted but whatever you do, don't allow me to go to hell God, throw up every roadblock that you possibly can to keep me out of a lake of fire God, because above all else, I must Be saved! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that we are supposed to enjoy the blessings of God. We are supposed to enjoy life. But don't get so wrapped up in life that you forget about God. Christians suffer affliction like everyone else. You're going to have affliction in your life. Some choose to blame God when they suffer. When it is not God's fault, some things are just life. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse number 13. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Amen. Scripture I read just a while ago. Everything that is coming upon you is common to man. But the thing that you have working for you is God is faithful afflictions are going to come but they are going to pass and you are going to be victorious because you are serving and you are faithful to a faithful God. And God said He had never leave you nor forsake you but He would go with you all the way even unto the end of the world. I am glad that in my trouble, I am glad that in my heartache, I am glad that in my disappointments in life, I have God that I can go to that is always there. It doesn't matter who else is around. God is always there for His people. Amen. We must trust God during afflictions. He has a purpose in what He allows and can work it out. For our good and for His glory. Amen. We need to look through our trials to the purpose that God has. Amen. When I get through this valley, when I get through this problem in my life, I am going to be victorious. I am going to be stronger than I was when I went into the valley. Because greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Romans chapter 8 verse number 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. Do you love God this morning? Amen. All things are working together for your good. Because you love God. I'm here to tell you just hang on to God in the trial of your faith. Because if you hang on to God everything is going to be all right. God is not going to leave you in the midst of your trouble. But God will help you through your trouble. Amen. All things. All things. Amen. All things work together for the good of them that love God. Everything. You need to make up in your mind. Everything that's going on in my life right now is working for my good devil, when you thought you had me, God's got another idea and plan. Amen. When you thought it was over, God steps in and says, it's not about over yet. Amen. In your trouble, God is going to bring you through to victory. Amen. Some of you may not believe that this morning. I said, in your trial in what you are going through at this present time, You just hang on with both hands, dear. Amen. Just hang on to the hand of God. And don't let the winds, don't let the waves, don't let the storm blow you away from God. But keep hanging on to the hand of God. Everything's going to work out. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to see a brighter day. I will laugh again. I will smile again. I will rejoice again. I will leap for joy again. I will worship God again because the trial of my faith is working together for my good and I'm hanging on to my faith in God. Amen. Amen. It amazes me when someone has a trial. They want to let go. Let go of God. What are you going to do without God? I'm going to quit going to church. What would you do without the church? My Lord, how foolish. How foolish when you have trouble. That's the time you need to hang on with everything you got. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Don't let go of the ship. Mm. Hallelujah. When you throw somebody a lifeline that's drowned and they fight, when you try to help them, they fight trying to get away from you and they have drowned many people that was trying to save them because they are scared and don't know what to do. Some of you might be scared and not knowing what direction to turn this morning, but I come by to tell you in the trial of your fate in the trial of your faith when the devil is doing everything that he can to discourage you and turn you around amen just hang on with everything that you got amen everything is going to be all right hang on to the ship don't let go don't quit don't turn around
1: hang on to god
2: hallelujah Hallelujah, one day you're going to look back and say it all worked out for the good because I was in love with God. One day you're going to look back and say, oh man, how great it was. Amen, Lord, have mercy. I didn't realize it at the time, but Lord, I'm in love with God and everything worked out for the good because I was in love with my God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me finish this last step. I promise I'll not be much longer. The fifth thing I'd like to bring to your attention in the trial of your faith this morning is loneliness. There is going to be times in your life where you are going to feel like that you are left all alone. That there is no one left to help you. That there is no one left that cares. That there is no one left that is concerned about you. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Who said that? God said that. He said, I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to forsake you. Many people are lonely. Sin, sorrow, suffering, and separation from God brings loneliness. Amen. You are lonely by what you are going through right now. And you feel like, I know that feeling. That when you're you're out, it feels like that you're out in the midst of the ocean on an island. That's just a little spot of land. And there is nobody else to be found. And the water is quickly coming over where you are presently standing. But I'm here to tell you in the midst of your loneliness, God is still there. In the midst of the loneliest day that you will have, God is still going to be there. He said, I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. Christians need never to be lonely because you have God I know I know there is nothing that can take the place in this physical life of a lost somebody that you have lost and that lonely feeling that is going to be there from that I, I'm reminded of a a preacher that said one day he said that he was driving down the road and uh, he was crying and upset about over his dad passing away. And uh, he said, he said this, he said, he just felt like that God told him, said, if you just let me in this car, I'll be your daddy. And I'll be right here with you. He said, ever since then, said God has been his daddy. And I want to tell you today, there is, there is some places that nothing can fill the void but God. You can look for it in somebody else. And it's good, as I've already said, to have friends. And we need friends. We need companionship. But there is nothing that can fill the void like God can. It's like the the song says, No one can touch you like he can. Amen. If you're lonely this morning and don't know God, what you need to do is get to know Him today. If you're lonely going through a trial, you need to just keep trusting Him and say, God, You help me in my situation. God, I can't make it without You. God, You give me direction, the Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. It says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. If you'd come to the... Music this morning. Sister Stephanie, get ready to sing. There is a friend. He said, if you want friends, a lot of people wonder why they don't have friends because a lot of them don't show themselves too friendly. But, But if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. He said, but then there's still a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. A brother is a close friend. Brother, brother may leave you. God won't ever leave you. John chapter 14 and verse number 16. And I will pray that the Father and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. That comforter, what is that? That's the Holy Ghost. What is that? That's the Spirit of God. He said, I'm going away to prepare for you a place that where I am you may come also. He said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a comforter, the Holy Ghost. He said, I am with you, but I shall be in you. I'm always going to be there. I'm always going to be that help. I'm always going to be that strength. I'm always going to be that encouragement. I'm always going to be there helping, guiding, and directing you. Let's all stand this morning. The trial of your faith somebody might be in this place this morning and think that you're going through the trial not only of your faith but the trial of your life and I'm here to tell you that God is here to help you this morning God is here to give you the encouragement that you need today That God is here to give you that strength, that comfort. You may be going through trials in life without God. There's no reason for you to go through this life alone. You need God. And what you need is God to fill you with His Spirit. Be baptized in His wonderful name. And let God take control of your life. To the saints of God, in the trial of your life this morning, there is hope. There is help. And there is strength. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise, Praise, God. Praise
1: God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
2: Maybe you'd like to step out from behind your pew this morning come to this front and
1: just say, God, I,
2: I need you. I haven't been in the place that I need to be with you, God. I'm fighting temptation. I'm fighting loneliness. I'm fighting trials. I'm fighting afflictions. I'm fighting bitterness. I'm fighting the cares of this life. Almighty oh, God, anybody need a touch from the Lord this morning? Nobody can touch you like He can today.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody
2: can give you the peace that you need but God.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Why don't the church step out from behind your pews and make your way to this front this morning. Lift our hands toward God. Ask God for His help today.
1: Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. No one
1: can almighty oh, God. We, you cannot today. Understand. we need you today. No we need you today. No one find your wounds. It your help today, God. Gardens. Your help today, God. No one can find like Jesus. Jesus we, Jesus, we need you today. No nobody, one nobody can touch you like Jesus
2: can. Nobody can help you, like Jesus can. Can you like Jesus can. Nobody can give you peace like Jesus can. Why don't you allow Him to give you that peace today? Why
1: don't you allow Him to speak peace to your storm? Hallelujah